Hello and welcome to the Me is Mentorship podcast. For this episode, I just wanted to talk about my trip to Guatemala a little bit and things that I noticed and differences between culture changes and how it's just crazy how we worry in America when we have so much more compared to these people in Guatemala. So I just wanted to use this episode to bring light to it. It's not like a normal episode, but I thought that it would be good to spread, I wouldn't say awareness, but I guess, yeah, awareness on the difference between these cultures. First, I want to talk about the culture where we went. So, we flew into Guatemala City, then we drove five hours to Chichicastenanga, and then we drove another five hours to Neba, and we were there for most of the trip. Then we also ventured out where we hiked, or where we drove two hours into, like, the middle of nowhere in in the mountains, and then we had a hike an hour down to get to uh, the first village we went to. So keep in mind, it is very primitive here. Like, they don't have, well, first off, of course, they don't have, like, Wi-Fi, electricity. They don't have irrigation, plumbing. They don't have any of that. And so that means that they basically just live off of having, like, wood, tin, and then whatever crops they have and whatever animals they can kill. So their houses, it's like dirt floors, like it's just dirt. And then it's just built with like some wood pillars that they put together. Two large pieces of tin over the top for a roof, but it's not enclosed. So bugs can just come in and you never have privacy because it's like they have so many huts that they have. And then it's like three or four families living in each hut. And they're really small huts too. So like you're crammed in there. Um... So, yeah, just imagine that. Um, So, I, it was cool because I've never been to a place where an entire population of people has, like, a quote-unquote dress code. So, for example, we could recognize the Ashil women by their long red skirts. Um, And that's, it's because there... They see the thighs as the most sexual part of the body. So, like, they don't see breasts as a sexual part of the body. Like, women there, they just breastfeed, like, out in front of everyone. Because they just see that as, like, a functioning part of the body. It's not sexualized or anything. The sexualized part of the body is the thigh. So, no one shows their thighs, men or women. The women, they always wear their long red skirts. And then the men always wear, like, pants or some sort of jeans. Um, so that, that was interesting in itself because in America, a lot of things are sexualized and you can go out in public as long as you're covering like your nipples and your, uh, you know, genitals, then you're fine to be out in public pretty much. But it's like there, like that is not allowed. Like, let's say a woman wanted to 
dress more scandalous or something, um, she, like, wouldn't be able to. Like, it would, it would be, uh, shamed on, I guess. Um, so, yeah, but just witnessing, like, how they live without enclosed homes, without floors, without electricity, plumbing, that was quite unique in itself. Like, I'd seen photos of it, you know, in elementary or middle school. You look through the textbooks, and you see how people live in different places, and, you know, that's one thing, but it's just a completely different thing living it and seeing it in person and meeting the actual people who live that way, like, looking them eye to eye and having interactions with them. So it's like experiencing their way of life and meeting those people, like, who know no other way of life. Like, that's all they know. Like, I came from America, you know, into that. And so for me, it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, this this would be terrible to live like this. But for them, it's all they know. Like, they don't know that they're missing out, I guess. Or not missing out. They don't know how unadvanced they are, I guess, compared to us here. So, yeah, um, that was really cool. I kind of felt like I traveled back time, like, to the 1600s or something, like, you know, in America. But, yeah, um, so, yeah, it was just really interesting. Um, another thing is that they are more traditional there in terms of, like, gender roles. It's, you know, women don't participate in, like, construction work, for example. They're the caretakers. So, yeah. And when, so me, it was two women who went, me and another girl. And uh, we were doing construction at the second village we went to where we stayed the night. And when we slept, we slept on, like, wood planks. That's what they sleep on, is wood planks on the dirt floor. So we were sleeping on that. And, but when, anyways, when we were doing the construction, the men were, like, chuckling at us, because they're, like, we don't, like, women don't do this, you know, like, construction, like, picking up trash and shoveling dirt in the church and whatnot, so it was, uh, kind of (laughs) funny, like, their reaction to us, so, yeah, um, but yeah, I, I guess, like, a, one of the takeaways is I was pretty, distraught like to learn how difficult it is for Guatemalans to leave their country like even if they can afford to travel which is unlikely in itself they have a slim chance of obtaining a visa and for those who live in the villages like it is a three-day walk to reach the nearest city in case they have to buy anything they can't make themselves like a chicken you know like animals that they use for they'll like reproduce and use for eggs and whatnot And then they have to walk back. So, you know, they can't just hop in a car, drive five minutes down the road, go back home, and, you know, that's it. Like, that, it doesn't work like that for them. They don't have that option. And they can't even make money because they're so far out. Like I said, it it took us, like, and two hours driving and a one-hour hike down from the nearest city. And it takes them, like, three days. So, it's like, even if they wanted to sell stuff, they can't. Because, or it would be really difficult to, um, because they would have to, you know, take all their stuff to the nearest city, which is a three-day travel, and then they have to find somewhere to, like, you know, sell it, and you have to, like, get rent a little space on the side of the street or something, or just stand in the grass and try to sell stuff, and, you know, and 
I feel like it would also, people might try to like steal from you too on that three day walk that you're walking or like a ruined or, you know, so that they can't make money there. You know, they just have to uh, find ways to get the things they need. Um, some cool things about Guatemala is that people carry things on their heads there. <laughs> So, I mean, first of all, everyone's, like, walking around. So, you see someone walking around, right? And instead of carrying something in their arms, they balance it on their head while walking, which I thought was funny. Like, I saw it at first. I thought thought it was really funny. Uh, We got to see a man walking a bull in front of uh, the missionary whose house we're staying at. Uh, Excuse me. But yeah, it was cool to see how like they built a pretty sustainable community in such a remote area, and they they built a uh, water like system. Like they had a system of pipes, like for miles and miles, held up by trees. Just like you can see the pipes, like held up by little like things that they put the trees to bring water down from the mountain. That was like really cool, and we got to see how the standard of living changed as we travel from rural areas to the cities and back, you know. So yeah, um another thing is the driving there is crazy. Like they don't have stoplights or stop signs. I mean there there are like a few, but there's mostly not and people don't really use their blinkers and motorcycles are everywhere like they just weave in and out through traffic that's so allowed there and that was just crazy. So yeah. Um and from that, like, on on the point about, like, how they live how they live, um, it's crazy that we worry here. Like, I understand, okay, in America, it's like, yes, like, if you don't want to be homeless, you do, like, you know, have to work and whatnot because things cost money here and, and it's expensive here and, and whatnot. But the the point I guess I'm trying to make is, we worry about, do we have enough money to do X, Y, and Z? Or, you know, worrying about if we're going to be able to do this and that. Um, but it's like, God provides, you know, like those people, they figure it like they have a, f- a few animals and then they have their crops and they just built stuff themselves with some wood and tin, you know, it's like, even, like, let's say worse comes to worse. All you have is, like, $100 or something. You can still make it work, you know? Um, I mean, but we have so much, like, government help here. Like, the government in Guatemala, they don't care for them. But, like, there's so much government help in the States to where it's, like, if you are that poor, you can get help to at least have, like, a place to live for free. And then you just have to like, work enough to, I guess, buy yourself food and, you know, things like that. It's like, they don't even have toilet paper there. Their toilets are a piece of wood carved out with a giant hole in the bottom of the ground. Like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, even the poorest person in America is so much more rich there. And not just, like, you know, from a, like, things you have perspective, but opportunity perspective. Like, we have an opportunity here in America. The poorest person in America they still have the opportunity to earn more given, you know, they don't have, like, disabilities or whatever. Um, like, the average, you know. 
they still have an opportunity here to make more money to get that government support. And if you're disabled, you can get the government support, et cetera. You know what I mean? But there, it's like they don't have that opportunity at all. Like the government does not care about them. There's no retirement plans there. There's no, they don't save money. All the money that they, they earn, they spend right away to, you know, pay for their living situation for the day. And so it's like we take advantage of all these opportunities that we have here in America that they don't have there. And that was like seeing it. It's like you hear about these things, but seeing it and meeting these people and talking to these people and thinking like, you know, I can go wherever I want in the world and they can't even get out of their country they don't have enough enough money to get to the other side of the country. You know what I mean? So it just makes me appreciate America. Um, and it also makes me less likely to worry about things. Because it's like, we just, we have so much. Like, there's, there is really, like, nothing to worry about. When it comes to survival, obviously, we have our own worries in America. We have our own problems in America. If you want to be, you know, a, what we would consider a decent living here, yeah, you're going to have to make X amount of money. But you get what I'm saying. And I also want to talk about what we saw God do. So, it, like, we went on a mission trip. That's what I went on with. It was a total of six of us. We went on a mission trip to Guatemala. That's what we did. We spread the gospel in these villages. We got to see the difference between a village with Christ and a village without Christ. Like, it's crazy. Like, they have the same resources, but just the people and the structure of the village itself was just completely different, um, which was really cool to see. And then, yeah, we got to help do construction with these people and give money so they can, uh, you know, start to advance more so or develop more in, in their villages. Um, so anyways, it is undeniable that God's provision was at work throughout this trip. So we had been praying for our uh, health, for our safety, like with driving and just everything, the rain, because the rain could have stopped a lot of things because they have dirt roads. We're like on the edge of a mountain on a dirt road. There's a mudslide, like we're going down. There's no going back, you know. Um, and so the fact that God, like that none of us got sick because it was a good chance that at least one of us would get sick from the water, from different food, from whatever, uh, even like the uh, elevation, you know, but none of us got sick. Uh, we were safe driving the whole time, given their crazy driving circumstances. So yeah, and then uh, we were at a uh, church one day, and we were doing like vacation Bible school with a couple of the kids at this church, and they only knew Spanish. We didn't know Spanish. None of us knew Spanish. We only knew English. But there was this girl across the street uh, working with her mom at this store. And, like, rarely, rarely anyone in Guatemala speaks English. So the fact that there was a girl across the street who spoke English because she was in America for four years, the fact that she knew English was, like, that was definitely God, you know? Like, it's crazy how you see... God works things out perfectly. So, yeah, it's it's just wild that she was there to help us. Because if she wasn't there, like, we would not have been able to do the VBS. It would have been really, really hard. So, yeah. And, like, we were trying to use Google Translate, but it wouldn't load because, you know, we're in an area where there's no Wi-Fi. So, yeah, it was it was great. 
Um, and then we also, like I said, we got to see what God saw in the village that knows Christ versus one that didn't. We even got to see two kids who wanted to start following the Lord. Um, of course, we can't really, like, follow up with them. Uh, but, you know, we're just praying for them that they would actually, you know, give their lives to Christ and um, and be daughters and sons of Christ. Uh, so, yeah, this trip was just a reminder of how good God is, how he provides, and how he's just always working our lives, and how even the little things that we don't think matter they come around, just like the likelihood of that girl being across that church at the time we were there with her mom in that little shop, how she was there when we needed her, you know? So, yeah, I'm just very grateful for the opportunity that we had to experience that. And I, if you're, like, physically able to, and I highly recommend going on a mission trip to a rural area um, like that. You know, there's so many places in the in the world. Um. I think it's, like, 70% of the world lives, like, what I just described. Or, like, something like it. Like, 70% of the world lives like that, you know. But in America, we're very uh, self-centered, and we don't think about that. We just complain about the things we don't have. Um, but it's, like, if you were born in America, like, you've won the lottery, you know. <laughs> like, even if you were born in one of the poorest uh, parts of America, you won the lottery. So yeah, it's like the only difference between us and them is that we were born here and they were born there. We didn't do anything to deserve what we have. We didn't do anything to have the opportunities we have. We were just born here. You know, that's that's all it is. So yeah, I I hope that this was encouraging to you, um, whether you knew about you know, these kind of cultures are not, and how 70% of the world lives like what I just described. Um, Yeah, so I'm praying for everyone who's listening to this. I pray that it would touch you and maybe encourage you to give to ministries. Like, the the missionary we went with, he's been there in Guatemala for 30 years. Um, And, you know, and you can't really do anything for these people unless, like, you go, but you can give to, like, the ministries, like, the guy, his name is Mike, giving to, like, his ministry, um, since he, obviously, he brings missionaries down to do, like, what we did, so, just, yeah, you know, hopefully it would encourage y'all, um, and, uh, that it would help you, honestly, like, worry less and be more grateful, uh, for living here, so, yeah, um, like I said, this episode was different than usual. Uh, I keep saying, uh, I hate that. Next episode, I'll be back with some more content. Please give me topics for me to talk about. I was thinking of talking about electrolytes, but that's not like a big topic. So I feel like that might be boring for, for y'all. So uh, I'm going to have a poll below, or not a poll, like a questionnaire thing. So tell me what kind of topics you're interested in. Tell me about your health issues or struggles so I can address those as well for y'all. So the goal of this podcast isn't just to hear myself talk. The goal of this podcast is to help you guys and to, you know, spread the truth, spread the information so you can live a healthy life. All right, guys. Have a blessed day.